Hi, and welcome to the very first episode of the prequel at the end of the book, a new podcast following the Winchesters, which is the prequel TV show to Supernatural. I'm Rachel, one of your hosts, and I'll let the other hosts introduce themselves as well. I'm Jen. I'm Lydia. And I think all three of us have fairly different experiences with fandom and how, like how we got into supernatural fandom. For me, I started watching in the summer of 2011. I literally remember seeing trailers for The Man Who Would Be King on the CW before I started watching the show and was like, ooh, that looks cool. And then a friend of mine lent me his DVDs for me to watch the show. So I did. I binged it all very quickly and started watching live sort of, I was in college, used various websites to watch it, and was in fandom and Destiel fandom for a couple years while watching the show at that time, like season seven through uh, like the beginning of season 10. And I fell behind. And then I heard Charlie died. And I was like, well, I'm not catching up now. <laughs> and then November 5th, 2020 happened. And I immediately fell back into the show, binged seasons four, five, and 15 to watch the finale live, which was a mistake. And then I was like, well, I'm here already. May as well watch the rest and binged season six through most of 15 again in like a month. And here I am. So that's my journey with, with fandom and with Destiel. Jen, uh, what about you? What was your experience like? So, so the first two times someone tried to get me to watch Supernatural uh, fail, I was recommended to watch it around the time the season six finale was about to happen. And so I was like, okay, I'll watch it. Uh, I don't recommend watching a random finale episode when you have no context as to what's happening, because I was a very confused person watching that. And then I had a, a roommate a couple years later who tried getting me and another roommate to watch it, but we were in the middle of a semester. It was really busy, and I'm pretty sure we all had ADHD. Well, I know I had ADHD, and I just couldn't pay attention. I had no idea what was going on. And But then the summer of 2013, so between seasons eight and nine, I was really into the Glee and Glee fandom, and uh, that was when Cory Monteith passed away, and I couldn't watch Glee anymore. And I was, like, desperate for another show to talk about and to, like, be a fan of and stuff and not feel sad about all the time uh, and I remembered my roommate's reaction I heard her crying I think through my bedroom door during the season eight finale I had no idea what was happening and then I remembered seeing a gift set of Cass looking up into the sky for the season eight finale and all the angels were falling and I was like all right you know what that's it I'm just gonna watch it I had the apartment to myself all summer so I used my roommate's Netflix and I watched all of it within a, a few weeks that I had at the time. And then I, you know, I had, a, I think used the CW's website for the other, for season eight or something. I forgot what it was, but yeah. So third time was the charm for me. <laughs> nice. Um, yeah. Yeah. Um, <laughs> <laughs> uh, for me, I actually, I think I tried to watch it when it first came to Netflix in like 2012. And I got to Bugs, and I was like, this is the most boring shit I've ever watched in my life. 
Um, not for me. I was 12, though, so that probably played a part in my attention span. But and then my fiance at the time, actually, in like 2020, he was like, hey, have you heard of Supernatural? And I know he was watching it. I remember him watching like the season 14 finale live. So it was around that time. And I was like, I mean, I, I think I tried to watch it like whatever in 2012, but just didn't stick with me. So he made me watch it. And I'm telling y'all, literally up until season like eight, I was like, this is the most boring thing I've ever watched. I hated it. I hated him for making me watch it. It was so boring. <laughs> it just did not stick with me. I'm not an analytical person at all. So it was just like, okay, they're hot dudes who hunt monsters. Great. Uh, and then I took, I think I took like a six month break between watching season eight and season nine. Cause it was just like my whole brain was filled with supernatural. And I was like, I need to watch something else. And I came back, we watched season nine and demon Dean is really what got me in season 10. That's when I was like, Oh fuck. Like I, <laughs> I'm really in it now because I remember I started like looking up fan fiction on on like <laughs> Tumblr and I was I was like uh, this is what I did when I was in the One Direction fandom like this is turning bad like this is <laughs> so yeah uh I that's when I joined Tumblr and I joined the fandom and then I the only episodes I've seen live were the last seven after the COVID hiatus so I did get to watch 1520 live and that I don't think not even my wedding day could probably compare to the emotions <laughs> <laughs> and the high that I felt that night. Uh, um, but yeah, that's how, that, now I'm here. <laughs> yeah, the finale was actually the very first and the only episode of Supernatural that I actually legitimately watched live while it was airing. I'm so which, sorry. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, anyway, now that you know a little bit about us, just to kind of let you know what this show is going to be like obviously the main attraction here is going to be following the winchesters when it starts airing in october our plan is a live react channel on youtube and then our in-depth more like analysis type podcast the same week that the episodes air which i'm really excited for i think we're all really excited for it but <laughs> which i don't know if you can tell or not but we're all beginner podcasters we are doing a little bit of a preseason to sort of warm ourselves up and get into podcast mode in which we'll be watching all the John and Mary related episodes of Supernatural and kind of doing like a deep dive, uh, using the stuff in those episodes to like talk about what we might see on the Winchesters. And I think it's going to be really fun. Hopefully you guys as listeners enjoy it. But yeah, that's that's the plan for the show. We're really excited about it. So, and as uh, a lot of people probably know, Robbie Thompson, who was a writer on Supernatural, was tapped to be the showrunner, like head writer on The Winchesters. And so we kind of thought it would be fun to uh, go around the circle of hosts and share our favorite Robbie episode, maybe why it's our favorite episode. And then also maybe a prediction for what might happen in the pilot of the Winchesters. I don't know who wants to start us off, but somebody can go ahead and take it. <laughs> you don't you don't want to start, Rachel? I can, okay, I can start. I can start. <laughs> it's so hard to pick a favorite Robbie episode, but 
I think I would have to go with Baby, just because I think it's a technically perfect episode of television in general, and not just Supernatural. I mean, I think a lot of his episodes are like that, but Baby especially, I just think it's one of the best episodes the show ever did. I love that they played with, you know, perspective, with, you know, the car being the storyteller. I loved The Night Moves Needle Drop. I don't know who doesn't. Where Pyres is pretty iconic. So, yeah, that's my favorite Robbie episode. As far as predictions for the pilot go, I one of my favorite shows is The Good Place, and I really like timeline. I love The Good Place. Right? And I really like like timeline or like, you know, environment sort of like shenanigans and and you know, you never really know for sure what story is being told or where you are in the story. I like playing with like narrative like that when shows play with narrative like that. So I think a prediction or maybe just something that I would like to see in the pilot is signs that maybe not all is as it seems in this prequel show with John and Mary. So, yeah. Who wants Jen, to? you go ahead. I, was gonna, I guess I'll go. This seems to be the order we're going in. Um, <laughs> I think my favorite Robbie episode, and it's hard because there's so many, because, I mean, there's a reason why he's so iconic in the fandom. I think my favorite one is a very early one of his, which is Time After Time. It's because it was a kind of like a Monster of the Week episode. Some folks may not remember. And it's essentially when Dean gets accidentally teleported back to like the 1930s or whenever it was and meets Elliot Ness and all of that. And he has to try and figure out how to get back home. I like time traveling episodes a lot. One of my favorite season six episodes was when they uh, went back in time to the Old West. So I, I liked it a lot. I don't know why, like, it's hard to explain why. I think between the writing and the acting, it really was just like a really, I, really fun Monster of the Week episode. And I like Monster, I like a large majority of them. But this one always stuck in my brain for some reason. And I think just like the snappy dialogue and the pacing, I just really liked it a lot. As for predictions, <laughs> Boy, do I got predictions. I feel like we all we do is talk about predictions. I mean, it's what we can do right now, right? <laughs> yeah, it's, you know, half of me thinks it, it's going to be like a standard storytelling kind of thing. But then, you know, I look at the list of Robbie's episodes and he's always been given the unconventional storytelling ones. Mm-hmm. And that combined with what's being said, kind of like twists and giving it to us in the way we don't expect and everything. I, I truly feel like, you know what? I'll do a I'll do a hard prediction. There we go. I'll do like a set in stone one. <laughs> that is, I think I wonder if this John and Mary are going to see the older versions of themselves at some point, like going forward in time. I don't know how they'll do that. I don't know which older ones of them that they're gonna they're gonna see. Uh, I imagine it it'll be hard to get Jeffrey Dean Morgan on a CW show again, but. You don't, you don't really need to, you can maybe just repurpose old footage. Yeah. So yeah, I, I, I'll make yeah. a, uh, like an actual, like straight up story prediction. I do wonder if they will go forward in time and see their older selves at any point. <laughs> That'd be intriguing. Okay. Um, so 
I'm being totally honest. I had to go look at a list of episodes that Robbie wrote before we started recording this um, <laughs> because I am probably one of the rare few who has only watched this show once all the way through. So my, my, like, I couldn't tell you the eras or anything like that. I'm working on it. I promise. Um, but looking at that list of episodes, I only fully remember two, which is fan fiction and baby. And those are episodes that I, I have seen more than once. And I am having a really hard time right now deciding between the two. But I'm, I think I'm going to have to go with fan fiction. First of all, not to copy Rachel answer, Rachel answer, but also um, <laughs> baby is up there. But yeah, no fan fiction. I think that was one of the first episodes that I, I don't know. I guess like it was one of the ones that really stuck with me where it's like, I, I can recite every line and yeah. I know every song. And, and it was like, I guess some of, since I'm not an analytical person, it was like, the first one where I actually was like looking deeper into it I'm like oh whoa like they're breaking a wall here like this is wild I don't watch a lot of tv if that's not clear (laughs) but uh yeah I I really love fan fiction and I really love how they it's because I was so new to the fandom and it kind of feels like oh everything that happens like in the fandom is like the fandom's little secret but then when you see them bring it onto the screen it's like oh shit like no they know (laughs) (laughs) so yeah and then um predictions for the winchesters i honestly (laughs) don't know i mean i don't know i i all i can say i just rewatched like all the john and mary episodes and as i was watching them i was like i have absolutely no clue how they're gonna tie this in smoothly like i trust them to do it i i i trust jensen and daniel and robbie i do but I was like, I'm going to be very interested to see how. Uh, so I'm curious to see how they're going to do it. I will say I am. I hope they're not cast baiting us with that trailer of the point five seconds of the barn scene. Because the trailer came out twice with that shot now, I'm, I'm more like convinced something's happening. Yeah, like something. I mean. <laughs> Like, I don't know, I know that Kim, one of, I think it was at Dallas Con, she was talking about, like, her, how her ending would have been, and she was saying, like, oh, I wanted them to, like, zoom out, and it'd be, like, Sam and Dean, like, young Sam and Dean, like, playing with, like, toys that were, like, the characters, and then you zoom out of their house, and it's Cass sitting in a tree. Yeah. And I was like, hmm. (laughs) but i was like hmm, maybe they'll do something like that where like Cass has just been there all along i don't know i don't know you guys i'm i'm excited to to see where they're headed like so many of his episodes mm-hmm. on the show play with like different perspectives or like an unreliable narrator or or something like that and i think I, I think we're definitely going to see a lot of that in the show. Yeah. yeah, he really has a lot of unconventional episodes. There's really only a handful that are, like, conventionally told, like Goodbye Stranger and all that. I feel like Goodbye Stranger is one of the most, quote-unquote, heavily sarcastically saying this, normal episodes, but... <laughs> If he's not playing with perspective, then he's playing with just, like, the little details to put into, 
one of the episodes. So, yeah. I'm also, for some reason, sorry to extend this conversation, but I'm also, I love his first episode, Slash Fiction. Like, he came in and nailed every single character in one episode. And I just have always been really impressed by that and, like, really respect that about him as a writer because he clearly does his research. So, yeah. That conversation at the diner counter was just so good. (laughs) Yeah. So we're really excited, clearly, to go on this Winchester's journey with you guys. This has been the prequel at the end of the book podcast with Rachel, Jen, and Lid. You can find us at Twitter and Instagram at end of the book pod, Tumblr at end of the book podcast, and YouTube at prequel at the end of the book. You can subscribe on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you listen to podcasts. Don't forget to leave us a five-star review. Until next time.